0: The history of voiceover in Nigeria dates back to the history of broadcasting in Nigeria. Most voiceover artists at the early stage of voiceover, of the voiceover career, came from the radio station. They were radio broadcasters. Radio broadcasting is like a Siamese twin with uh, voiceover unlike television broadcasting. You ask me, when did voiceover start in Nigeria? And we are talking indirectly about how and when broadcasting started in Nigeria, right from the days of radio diffusion service, RDS, with metamorphosed into Nigerian Broadcasting Service, and then later Nigerian Broadcasting Corporation.
1: Hi, and welcome to the Everything Voiceovers podcast. I'm T. Code, an African voiceover talent from Nigeria, and this is my podcast, where I take on voiceover topics from an African perspective. In this episode, my guest is veteran voiceover actor and one-time president of the Association of Voiceover Artists, Mr. Ehi Omokwale. We discuss the history of the voiceover industry in Nigeria and the rise of AVWA. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Hello guys. Welcome to another episode of the Everything Voiceovers podcast, the African Perspective. It's me again, T-Code. And as always, I bring on the podcast, amazing personalities who do voiceovers as a career and they've exceeded, I mean, they've excelled in the professional voiceovers in Nigeria, in Africa, wherever in the continent. We have great conversations. Now today, as you must have listened to the last episode, I had a professional voiceover artist, a veteran in the industry. And today I am having this conversation again with another veteran in the industry. Very similar conversation we'll be having like last week, more like a follow-up or a continuation, but then we're digging deeper into the history of the voiceover industry in Nigeria, as you must have enjoyed last episode. You'll be curious to know what's up with voiceovers. May not be as long as the former episode, but then we'll have some interesting conversations. My guest on the podcast today is a one-time president of the Association of Voice of Artists of Nigeria, and he's been an executive for the longest. I mean, uh, he he would be in the best position, Paul, he's probably one of those who are in the best position to give us a feel of what the voice of our industry in Nigeria has been over the past few decades. I'm talking about no other person than Mr. Eki Omokwale. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Good day. It's good to be here. Mr. Eki has always been in many conversations uh, surrounding voiceovers in Nigeria when I have them with my mentors. And I used to wonder um, what uh, his role has been to be so influential, but then I have him in front of me. So Mr. Eki, we'll be talking more about the industry, your career as an individual, and your impact in the industry. Now let's start with you. Um, as a voice of our artist, uh, how did you begin your journey? Yeah, um it all
0: started in school. We used to sneak out to radio houses, T V houses to look for jobs, acting jobs mainly. Um early eighties. Early eighties, you know. Early eighties. I was in the Yaba College of Technology. Even after youth services, I came back went To Unilag, from Unilag, we used to sneak out to go to NTA, we used to sneak out to go to Radio Nigeria, Equate, to take part in radio drama programs, you know. And um, right there, one of one or two of the producers who was into voiceover production I'm talking about Little Bunok Wabo and uh, Peter O'Neill, they said, You, this young man, you can do voiceover. Uh, I'll take you to the studios of so Sudit, and they brought me to Miditol Studios and handed me over to um, the the chief uh, sound engineer in Miditol Studios in those days in Surulere, and that was how it began. Mm. And uh, yeah. you've been doing voiceovers since the eighties. Since the eighties, yeah. Wow. Know they know. Started getting better and better, on it, learning from the the masters. Mm. So, if, when you say the masters, who were the masters there? Oh, many. And that is the nature of this job. You have to learn on the job. It's not something you come and you want to become a superstar overnight. You have to watch great artists perform. People like Femi Sho people like um, um, Bola Makinde, he's in the UK now, who like um, Tukumbo Dekule, uh, alias Valende uh, Suya, became Mr. in this in the UK. Um, Elijah Deyemo, these are big uh, time, old names that we met, we used to follow them around, and uh, Mr. Isaac Ijoma, who was specialized in uh, Pigeon voiceover, because uh, in voiceover you specialize uh, in, in the language that uh, you are very proficient in. So, Isaac Ijoma, the first, the pioneer president of uh, Association of Voiceover Artists, Avwa, was specialized in uh, pidgin voiceover rendition, as well as Igbo. So what I was, uh, was mentoring me uh, in uh, Pigeon, Pigeon voiceovers. So I used to follow him around. And uh, after some time, you know, he started giving me the early jobs, little, little jobs. Okay, you, you take these two lines and join me. Take these two lines, you know, myself and a couple of other young voiceover artists those days. Not only him, uh, Mr. Tony Sentaik, late now, was an actor too at uh, this popular program, Second Chance. He was also so so good in uh, Pigeon. So all those people, all those veterans who are so good in Pigeon voiceover, I started uh, um, learning from them. And And then certain principles, there are a lot of principles and techniques Help in any language you're doing, Pidgin, English, Igbo, Yoruba, any of the languages, Any as long, as long as it's called voiceover. Uh, so those principles hold uh, sway. So started learning from them. And um, later, uh, when AVA became formed, we started organizing workshops. So um, veteran broadcasters and voice trainers are there coming to train us. From time to time, periodically, on the on the principles and uh, uh, techniques, theory practicalities, and uh, <laughs> secrets <laughs> of
1: voiceover rendition. So that's that's it. So you mentioned one name that stands out; very famous, yeah. famously in Nigeria, Mr. Femi. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. Um, Amongst the other names that you mentioned, I assume they are also… Yes, 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 yes. …or to also assume that VoiceOver was a
0: career… Um, Thank you very much. Now, let me go to that. This will take me to the history of um, uh, VoiceOver in Nigeria. The history of VoiceOver in Nigeria, this back to the history of broadcasting in Nigeria. Most VoiceOver artists at the early stage of, voiceover, of the voiceover career came from the radio station. They were radio broadcasters. Radio broadcasting is like a, it's a, it's a Siamese twin with voiceover, unlike television broadcasting. Because in radio broadcasting, you are talking to the microphone every day. You know, the, the, the way you stand behind the microphone, the way you caress the microphone, the way you make the microphone give you what the client wants you to give them about the brand. So radio broadcasting is so synonymous with, bro- with um, voiceover. There are a few, very few, television newsreaders, broadcasters, but radio mainly, you know. So we can say, you know, you ask me when did voiceover start in Nigeria, then we are talking indirectly about how and when broadcasting started in Nigeria, right from the days of uh, uh, Radio Diffusion Service, RDS, with metamorphosed into Nigerian Broadcasting Service, and then later Nigerian Broadcasting Corporation, and then later, in 1978, the Federal Radio Corporation of Nigeria. So, voiceover artists at that time were coming from these radio stations and state-owned radio stations as well. State-owned, there were a few state-owned uh, broadcasters in state-owned radio stations around the southwest were also um, uh, voiceover artists. So when clients, advertising agencies needed voiceover artists, they would source from these stations. Then there was no association of voiceover artists, there was no, it was informal. They were operating individually, I mean the voiceover artists, they were operating individually and uh, the producers of advertising agencies used to go looking for them where they gathered, you know, and they usually gathered around studios, popular studios, you know, yeah. So that was how it started. And that leads me into the history of um, AVWA, Association of Voice Artists. In the year 2000, some of those old hands, all of those old vo- voice over artists who were in those radio stations, as key as broadcasters, as staff members of radio stations, as artists in those radio stations, some had gone, had, had passed on, some remained, and a new group of people came up. So in the year 2000, a popular um, studio that I mentioned earlier, Mediton Studio was a studio. It was like a beehive of activities for um, uh, production of uh, uh, music, advertisement. Radio adverts, radio drama, documentaries, and you have whatever you can say about media productions, media content production. So they used to gather around the place called Dodo Williams off Raza Balugu in Suruleri. That was where we young ones joined them. Then there was no still. There was no association of voiceover artists. It was just a, yes. It was just a gathering of voiceover artists. Those producers, those clients used to come around looking for them at that time. Then in two thousand and two, we now formed the Association of Voiceover Artists. It was not the old brigade that formed AVOA. The second generation formed the association. It was just a gathering of voiceover artists, they were veterans. You know, they included the names, some of the names I mentioned earlier, Femi Shobo, makinde Tony Sentaik, Isaac Ijova, Alaji Adiemo. many of them like that. Um, one or two of them were still around, Ali Usman is still now a member, it's so old. Uh-huh. So, in 2002, the Association of Voiceover Artists, AVWA, was formed precisely on the uh, on the 2nd of May, 2002. And that was how, when we got our certificate from Abuja. And um, we were still hanging around the Meditone Studios. And um we started putting us together, that we needed our own place. So on the 5th of April, 2004, we moved to where we are right now. Number one, Okona, Yai Street. Masha, Suruleri. So we're still here is our secretaries, where we have studios. And later we build a gazebo, a realization pavilion for our members. Later we said, okay, our producers who patronized our studios could come and, uh, and use the place while waiting to be, to, 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 to work in the studio. And then later we uh, opened it up to uh, creative people, people in the creative industry, entertainment industry, to come and relax,
1: like our artist's miss and not for outsiders. Outsiders, in quote. I needed clarity Um, at some point, but you mentioned that there was a first generation. Yeah. um, Just entering the reception there, there are um, pictures of old old or past, as of AVOA, and one started from 1990, I think. Yes. So I was wondering. The only person
0: there that belonged to the old generation was uh, Isaac Kijawa, the Palestinian president It was not him that led us here. It was after him we had um, um, Kevin Ushie as president, and it was during his tenure that we came here. The old pioneer president had passed on then. And then you said getting members? Yeah, when we started conducting auditions for the first time, Mm -hmm. those old, the old brigade, there was no association, so there was no need to they had no need to conduct auditions and bring in new people. So when the session was formed, and then shortly two years uh, two years after we came here as a secretary, had, we started to conduct auditions from time to time to bring in new members because there were, there were no permanent champions. The old must fizzle out
1: and the new ones was coming, whether you like it or not. For posterity's sake, I, I, I tend to ask questions a lot. So yes, yes. Because I, in the last episode with Um Ambrose, yes, he mentioned that in 1997 he had the first audition yes. and then mm-hmm. he didn't pass, and then in 1998 he passed the audition. Yes, going with uh, them to yeah. two agencies. Yes, so there was some sort of similitude of audition before the the, the, the association itself started. It be informally, informally, informally,
0: it wasn't. Um, it, it was very informal. The formal, every, all the formal steps and activities picked off after we
1: registered the association. Yeah, we Yes, yes, I know. Because I hear names like yourself, yeah, um, Auntie Daphne. Yes, yes.
0: Daphne Atari Robots, yeah. Now Benson Ben Okagwe,
1: yeah. I want to talk, I want you to tell me about. The, the experience so far over twenty years of Avoy existing should be twenty one years yeah. right now yeah what has been the, the the journey the the challenges the 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 opportunities the the experiences with members with agencies yeah. I'd like you to because yeah, yeah. I, I understand that you don't have much time yes. to spend on this Ooh, it's all right so as much as you can tell me yeah right I, if I break the questions mm. pencil yeah me, so so just. Oh. The, the journey has been very rough.
0: You know, the dwindling Nigerian economy makes it even rougher. Um, we are in the in the in the supply arm, or ancillary arm of the advertising industry. So the advertising practice affects us. The policies, the people who are in charge of the advertising regulation,
1: whatever they do affects us. You know, the theory, just sorry to cut you here. Yeah. so sorry about this. There, there's a perception held by some voice talent yeah. that avoir is an offshoot or maybe would I say Archon, which is to be Arcon yeah, is more like the mother body that that governs. Maybe not directly, Avwa. Now you're saying that we we are kind of like um, that's a
0: as all is the, yeah. We are in the we're we are sub um, sector. We're in the ancillary arm, the sub the, the, the supply arm. So what's the nexus between mm-hmm. yes
1: and Avwa?
0: Yeah, um. We are advert broadcasters. We we broadcast ad, adverts. Yeah, among other things, uh, because uh, we're on, we, voiceover is a um, subset of voice acting. Yeah, you know, use your voice to br- drama, to documentary, acts, to compare. But voiceover, mainly for commercials. So when it comes to commercials and to, ad, to broadcast adverts, You can't operate with outside the policies of the advertising uh, industry regulators. So that's exactly what I said. Is exactly what I mean. In in new, in other words, so they control what happens in the voiceover practice, and that is why um, we try as much as possible to be compliant with the rules of advertising practice. We try because most of our clients are advertising agencies and the owners of the advertising agencies, most of them are members of APCOM. So we depend on APCOM to help make things easy for us, for our members and our association. But the problem, the challenge there is that most of these advertising agency owners members of Arco so they haven't been so forthcoming in uh, in giving us a level playing, playing ground and making the um, making the environment very conducive for our practice you know for in, for instance you know um, we tried to make sure that like in the same when we do jobs, you know, our jobs must, there must be, there are two levels of payments in SEND clients. You pay for the performer, you pay performance fee and the usage fee. Performance fee is up, one of in the studio, while we well are in the studio. Then royalties, the usage fee up to now. It has been very difficult to get the regulatory body to help push it. It's been very difficult. In fact, there are other great aspects of of a voiceover career that make the job very interesting like exclus- ex- exclusivity um, contracts. You, you hardly see it. you see what, you see one person doing voiceover for three competing brands and they all go on air. you know, those days, even at the early time when uh, it wasn't, um, uh, when the economy wasn't too bad like this, you know, there used to be, we had somebody like Jaya Bodhiani whose voice was uh, exclusively bought for MTN. We had one or two other voices, even the Daphne, Atria from those days that you mentioned, Etel. you know, pay you for this campaign period, don't do any competing brand, like those telecoms jobs and just how much, but it became weak. So those are the challenges and late payments by advertising agencies. The head, the Association of Advertising Agencies, (AAAN) is another problem. I talked about our call, Association of Advertising Agencies is another one. We used to hold meetings with them regularly to talk to their members to make sure that they keep to the conditions and contracts of work. It's been difficult, they hardly keep to them. So when the people you are going to report to are, 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 are not forthcoming in helping you, what do you do? You just manage the situation and that is
1: how it's been. The situation, but then I I also learned that there've been legal uh, issues or bouts where avo yeah where yeah. avo would take certain bodies or agencies, uh, maybe to court or something. No, no,
0: it's so only in some individuals. Yeah, not avo as as an association. I'm not aware of that. But we've had uh, a few individuals a couple of the who had uh, done that.
1: Yes, not avoir a an association. And then there's also the talks of blacklisting, that when certain people try to fight for the rights, they've been
0: dead. They, yeah, that is true. I had been blacklisted before, especially when I was president. Because we got, during my tenure, we got our lawyer to write all advertising agencies, and write upon a copy of the necessary bodies. What did we say we wanted? We didn't say, we're not, we didn't take them to the court, we just wrote them. We, we asked our lawyer to write. So that maybe for them to take us more seriously, that number one, non-members of AVWA should not be patronized. Patronized members of AVWA who have constituted themselves into this, uh, this, aspect, this this aspect, we have become an integral part of this advertising practice. We are uh, integral in this practice of advertising in Nigeria. Don't patronize them, it's liable. They won't. They'll patronize even their members, sometimes their uh, staff, you know. We wrote them about, we told to the lawyer to also mention the issue of withholding tax. You pay our members after they do jobs for you. And you remove some percentage equally withholding tax and in law you give tax receipts when you deduct such so that there will be do, no double taxation. They can present these tax receipts to the tax offices so they will know that they are paying tax in this bread. Not that you, don't, you say you, you remove a percentage equally withholding with tax and you don't give tax receipts. Those are those were the areas we asked our lawyer to write them to remind them. We didn't want to write ourselves. We asked the lawyer to write all of them, copy the regulatory bodies, so that they will know these people are serious. That was what we did. And then you got blacklisted. Yeah, they thought we were. Oh, the got a lawyer to write us. You know, <laughs> yeah. So those people who are that is a very. Uh, that's one of the, the, the that's one of the prizes, pay for leading an association a group or yeah, but no problem. We didn't die of hunger, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But God has a way of uh,
1: of compensating. Yes, this is this and okay, for for the sake of information, when did this happen?
0: When I was president. That was 2011, um, 2012,
1: because I left 2016. Yeah. One of the reasons why I asked is that even at those times, it meant okay. that advertising agencies worked strongly with... Now, What is happening in today, 2023? Yeah. I'm not sure it's still the same, because you mentioned that then you wrote yeah. advertising agencies to know... To, to patronize
0: our members. Yeah, and they're non to do, do, stop uh, you know patronizing quarks.
1: It doesn't also imply that non members of Avoa were necessarily quarks I men. They probably were very. So actually, let me.
0: That that's a very good one. Some non members were not quarks at all. Yeah, they were weren't just members. So. We, we during the when uh, Alaji Garba Kan was registrar chief executive officer of uh, Advertising Practitioners Council of Nigeria. Now our uh, Con Advertising Regulatory Council of Nigeria. We had a meeting with him to empower us to um, to make sure we picket um, non-members and make sure all our uh, our members only get jobs or m- most of them get jobs. They were very cooperative on that point. They were cooperative verbally, but we insisted they put it in writing, the empowerment. And Lajik and Karofi did that. So we just, we now came back to the association, said we should not be so combative. We now have the power to picket and stop non-members from working anywhere there. But we now realize that many of them, some of them were not quacks, they were good. We now decided, the executive of our, led by me then, now decided we, you know, after we had, you know, we decided we met with the general house and told them what we wanted to do. They gave us a go ahead. We now decided, okay, let's talk to these non-members who were good, who are not quacks. Let's pull that line. Let's appeal to them. Let's talk to them to come and join you know, that we had the option of being bought. We decided. So we started talking, we designated ourselves. You know, we um, gave assignments, different areas of Lagos and around and talked to these people. You go and talk to people. And we got results. Oh yeah, 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 many. Many, if, yeah, yeah. So it was not combative, so many, mm-hmm. many joined. Another era, yeah. an era where just AVWA members were yeah. getting. For me, agencies. So many joined, but we still had uh, some non-members. Very few uh, members. It's really and then radio sessions. All OAP, all on on personalities. Also, also, also told them if they want to do voiceover, come and join. It's one of the things. One of uh, our prayers then. And this yeah. this happened in the 2010s? Yes, yes, yeah,
1: 11, 12, I think. Yeah. Although set, was was late 2010 years. It's quite interesting to see how influential our was at the time. But but what's the perspective that I see this from yeah. that Ava was highly influential yeah. in Lagos. In and Lagos. I don't know about other states. There are 36 states in Nigeria. But then the idea that Ava would needs the entire voice of our industry in Nigeria yeah. from Lagos was quite um, would I say a daunting task. Yeah. Because it was. It Every other states, people were doing voiceovers because yeah. radio stations existed. Yeah. So we say of of because I I would believe that people it was a free market every other place, yeah. and then they would use their rates. Yeah. So how influential would Avwa have been at those times? I mean, did you did you see this lasting going across the borders of Lagos? Yeah, we. Yeah, we got um, before.
0: Go to that. Let me quickly mention that our, our call, our up call, then we, you know, we pester them and got them to see the need for this regulation. Any, uh, you know, the vet adverts going on, going on regional. you got to a point we gave our uh, up call members lists, list of our members. If we updated, we will send to them. So anybody who came, any client who came to vet. They would ask. They knew some of our, some of the voices, the main popular voices. The voices they didn't know. They would ask who is that. Well, they were not checking the list. They were helping us. So they doing Garba and Karofi. Check, what do you call his name? Who did his job? I feel if the job wasn't too. When well, they were they were doing that for us, but when Garba and Karofi left, you know, and then you know, uh, I don't know, and many and one or two other factors, and that stopped. Now. Talking about other states, how influential, uh, influential we were in other states, right? That time we were appealing, we didn't combat and appeal to no members to join. We, do, we went outside Lagos too. Many people, a few, just a few, not many joined from outside Lagos. From Abekuta, nearby states, not not the far-flung states. Abekuta, Ibadan, they are still our member state today. You no, know, I don't want to mention names, they are there and um, we were always coming for meetings from those states. And even when I, I left, the incoming Executive tried also to continue where we stopped, to make sure we had branches in major cities in Nigeria, if not in all the cities, you know. To help. Yeah, I remember there was a the time, we said, okay, anywhere there was a Ratau office, Avoa should be there. My um, right, rental for context. Yes, as um, radio, radio and television, workers union, something, something. I remember a few, a couple of us were assigned to travel around those states, a few of the major cities, Buja, what I call them, to look at um, retail offices. Yes, and, you know,
1: but continuity, you know. All of this shows that Avwa has really been working. Yes. With you. Yes. We. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? I know it's quite... About... (laughs) About how big time have kind of lost that influencer strength? Yeah. It's
0: um, nobody to blame, really. When the economy goes down in any part of the world, one of the sectors to be affected first is advertising industry. Uh, When the advertising industry is affected, Voiceover practice must be affected. And you agree with me that the last 10, 9, 8 years, it's been very, the economy has been. When the advertisers, the advertising companies, the advertisers have no money to advertise because they advertise with their profits, make profit, and they don't, that's what they do. But if they are not making profit, as much as they can, they can. They won't promote. They won't do promotions. So, that is it. Many advertisers have left Nigeria. Many advertising companies have left Nigeria because of that. Some advertising agencies have um, gone into extinction because uh, they were handling their brands and all that. So, um, yeah, there used to there used to be a, there used to be grant advertising, promo promo advertising. There used to be you know many of those advertising agencies, you know, those we don't know what he has of them anymore. Even the big ones well, was only one or two.
1: Well, beyond the yeah. advertising agencies being retaliated everyone. Mm-hmm. I understand that see when, when there's a problem, people find ways around. around. And it, it seems to me that what Avoa has banked on for the longest we has yeah. been agent agencies. Then came crop of voice actors who we were yeah. members of yeah, and yeah. had to survive. Yeah. And they'd been learning how to survive without the agency, yeah. without those... Yeah, without voiceover. Exactly. And now they've uh, proliferated in the, the voiceover space. Yes. And, uh, and so is, is there... Do you do you see a possibility where Avoir is going to sort of coordinate the affairs of the voiceover industry with the inclusion of people would don't necessarily get jobs from, from, from agencies. Because at the end of the day, if people can do jobs and exist survivors without agencies, that begs the need or the question for yeah. why should I join AVOA? Yeah. So how, how would AVOA have yeah. that?
0: And in, in the, in successive voice training workshops that we've had, you know, not only during my tenure, other executives. Uh, we've been organising voice training from time to time. We've been instilling it in our members, especially the relatively new members, to look outside voiceover alone. We now talk about voice acting yeah, We uh, you know, to expand the use of our voice. Because voiceover is just um, one aspect of voice acting. Video drama is there, you know, documentary, writing, it was when I became it was when I became serious in um, voiceover work and I started learning to write. I do more writing these days than voiceover than voice acting. So we always told them in those workshops and the um, resource persons that we invited always told them also how to diversify You know, you learn how to use your voice to do other jobs, not only voice over. So the advertising agencies don't have to hold your survival to ransom. You know, we can cook programs. We can give ourselves, you know, we we talk about giving ourselves jobs and looking for um, collaborators, partners you know, sponsoring uh, bodies, partners, and things. And we did that before. And then we need to do more. The the current executive led by Sheguan Inzi has been running uh, from here to here to make sure more members get jobs to do outside the advertising agencies. Yeah, this place, this studio we're in, used to be, we used to have about four radio drama programs here. At the same time, Many of our members who didn't have radio drama background like us, we trained them, because radio drama helps voice over. It helps, if you're very good in radio drama, your voice over rendition will be very good. So many of them have been trained in the art of uh, dramatizing on radio. So, yeah,
1: so, so. our members. Yeah, members. Be, be, be. yeah. benefits at the time and even until now. Yes, the of course the association
0: fixes rates, standard rates. When they know you are another member, the the, the, the clients and the, the producers, they won't they won't tell, deride you. They won't tell, want to pay you peanuts. Some of them deliberately go out of their way to look for non-members so they can pay them peanuts. You know, so another member. The, the, the status of being an AWA member, uh, yeah, it is. Some of them, you go to embassies and they, the embassies uh, require me, and you, you don't they ask you where which association do you belong. You don't belong to anywhere. And those people are not like us. The Western world, they recognize and appreciate professional membership of professional associations. So many of them have come to collect letters. And they're born. Some of our members are outside the country as we are talking. They may not be coming to meetings regularly, they send their dues. Some of our members, yeah, some of them got uh, letters from Avoir. You know. And them, some of you know, Avoir members operate individually, though we control controlled by policies and laws of their social conditions or, you know. So when you go anywhere, as an individual, as, a, as um, an independent practitioner in the industry or subsector, okay, so you say you an AVOA member, your proposal gets a boost. You know, um, you, you you can't hide. Yeah, you, you belong to a prestigious um, association,
1: professional body. Exactly. Yeah, but this is going interesting, uh, and I don't want to keep you longer than. Expected. So I just have a last point of call before we just round off this conversation. Yeah. Um. At some point, there were round calls here and there. Some people felt uh, they were not satisfied with the way things were going and yeah. what each of the stories I've heard yeah. and the questions I've asked. And um, two things happened. Some people just stayed on their own, not minding what was when. Yeah. Some people decided to create something else, another body, and hoping that, you know, they can write what they term from AVOA. Yeah. How has AVOA handled or responded, reacted to this? And do you really think it's good for the industry if we have bodies that are trying to do the same thing? Yeah. You know, what, Yeah, it is, people have the
0: rights to express themselves as individuals, as groups. Yeah. We had that. What our members, what we told ourselves was, let's keep swearing. Let's keep doing the right things. Let's keep doing great things. That one will keep you above everybody or any other. There's no place where you you have human beings. Human beings are the most complex creatures on Earth. No, if you like, be hundred percent perfect. There will be one human being that will tell you you are not doing anything. Yeah, we think they do self. We think they, think they do self. We think be. Yeah, so you will always see such. But we decided to forge ahead to do great things that even they can't match. They can't match it. You no. Know, a couple of those people who decided to branch out. How many times have you heard about the group, they formed and things? And keep going. We have uh, seamless transitions. When the new executive came, under Shek Warenze, new ideas came, and we are all over the place. Everybody's hearing about us. And we, now they're still on. They've spent just almost two years now. By the time they spent four years, in fact, many people love to be in, in Avroa, you know. So, let's say a proverb that um, is saying, "And the eagle, when uh, when one of these uh, small small birds who want to perch on it, to just to to uh, egg live in your house, just to eat and they perch on the eagle, and the eagle is so big, you can't uh, uh, wish it away." The eagle keeps flying and soaring higher and higher and higher, and it gets to an altitude that those little ones can no longer survive because of the um, uh, because of the atmosphere and the uh, oxygen shortage and they fall off. those pests. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Pests they fall off for the ego. They keep going higher and higher and higher. And oxygen becomes more, more and more scarce up there as the altitude increases, and those pests follow, they fall off naturally. So that's what we decided to do, as what we met and decided uh, and wrote by in in a couple of general meetings. We said, leave everybody to do what they want to do, but let's keep doing great things, and that's why we are still so relevant See, today. You can't even hear of. I'm not even aware, I've not heard of any other group since that one or two person decided to do that. I've not heard about them, yeah.
1: Interesting. For mm. This is a rare privilege for me to have time, I mean, to have your time to be on my podcast. And I've learned a lot as like... Ambrose Mohsen. yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely looking forward to interviewing personalities personalities you you. Yeah. In Avoa or yeah. out of Avoa, but then behold, yeah. um uh, the but I would say they're custodians yeah. of the history of voice, yeah. voice. they're different yeah. Yeah. I, I'm 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 gonna drop my own thoughts yeah. as someone who belongs to a newer generation of voices. Yes. We yeah. grew up hearing your voices and yeah. okay. bros, all of that. And we're inspired. But then um I think that the industry has really grown Bigger, yeah, than how it was anticipated. You yeah. know, uh, you know in the older, exactly.
0: I feel in these days of, uh, in this, in this, uh, yeah. So we want the young people like us, like you, to bring uh, technology to bear and digitalize some of those analog things you made. You know, uh, yes, 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 yeah. And we, we, we will be ready. The new old generation will be ready to learn from you, and we've we'll been learning. <laughs> Yes. And even we have to learn. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's it. Life is give and take. If we don't do that, mm. we would. Yeah. Because we
1: don't know where you're coming from, you may miss your way. I think there's a need for a breach. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth is, if, in my generation, people are not so much interested in associations or stuff. Because they, they believe that once they can do it on their way. Yeah. just say. Hey. But. Mm. For instance, last year when um, Archon banned foreign, yes, 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 yes. of many individuals, dependent West balance, and, we're, and we're, they weren't ripped. Really, really yeah, yeah, also, yeah. and uh, and the thought came to me that there's we we can only complain yeah. because we don't sit at the table that decisions are being made. Yeah, and and uh, if we want to make positive decisions that will affect us, body yes. as, as, as a body industry. Yeah, yeah, we need to we need to be there. We need to make our contribution. That's right. We can't sit down in our houses and expect some folks to work day and night to make an industry work, and we have no inputs. We don't pay them any salary to say, do this for us. That's right. We we just, we just, we just relaxing. And then tomorrow they make a decision that don't favor us and we complete again. So that's why personally, you know, I've been making move Eff- for effort. learn efforts yeah to learn from not because it's, it's not about uh, being a i'm mean, a member of our fantastic yeah what, yeah he's understanding what are the challenges of the industry and working striving to make it better better um i i, I don't know the story of those who branched out yeah. from Avoir or you know left Avoir to start something but i yeah. I, I i i quite think that Maybe their own honesty too, Yeah, it was as a result of wanting the better for what, it. that's right. That's right. So I wouldn't be, you know, I don't know the stories behind that, but then, and I'm just saying that as much as possible, whatever anybody is doing, um, if we can see this as an industry yeah. and see the need to contribute to our efforts, uh, God bless whatever you're doing individually, your solo no. like, organizations, like all of that. but. If we care about this, the progress of the industry and the, the the stakeholders in it, let's let's do something, in any way possible, any way you're inspired to to make the industry work. So, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. To, okay, to 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 justify this interview, you were the president of Avwa from what? From uh, to,
0: from two thousand eleven to two thousand six. Before then, to two thousand sixteen. Yeah, before then, I was vice-president. From two, um, four years before 2011, what was that? I was vice-president, yeah. 2007 to 2011, I was vice-president when uh, Daphne and Terry was president. Before then, four years before then, I was public relations director, I was public, P.R.O. We, we, we call it uh, uh, publicity director. So, uh, you know, that was uh, uh, two, three to 2007. So I've been in the executive since two thousand since I was a PRO since two thousand and three. Yeah. So I never stepped out till two thousand sixteen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah uh, ex official. Ex official. <laughs> well executive, ex official. Uh you know, I begged them. Yes. So that was all of them uh what do they call me? Uh uh. Uh, president Emeritus, President Emeritus, <laughs> you no, know, uh, some of them they just tease me. They, uh, oh president Emeritus, <laughs> I said, stop that. The other presidents. You know, president, you know, I had to tell them, look, after 2016, I need my life. I need my life. I mean, really be doing things on my own too, because avoir, run Abwa is not funny at all. You know, it's uh, very, very interesting but very uh, tuskie. Said it this. In- so- but
1: like a few, and great. Yes, sense. yes. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, people don't see this thing. Yes, and nobody would do it perfectly. Nobody. Everybody would make some.
0: E- exactly, and then the next person will come and yeah. and, and do it better and continue from there, do something better. I do respect your, mm-hmm. your, your Thank you. Appreciate. She- mm-hmm. give it Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Tudulok, where? Tudulok, where I T-code? T-code, yeah. I like, that I like that T-code. Thank you so much. It's good
1: to be here. It's been wonderful. Yeah, thank you too. So I think this is it, uh, guys. Uh, myself and Mr. Hedy just shook hands. We need to stay So this is the end of the interview of the podcast. This episode has been beautiful. Let me know what you think, um, wherever you're listening to it from. If you're on YouTube or you think so on um, any pl- platform, podcast platform that allows you to comment, you know, just drop some nice words of you. You can also follow us on social media at everything voiceovers, um, and you can drop your comments, you know, in the post that follows this. I'd love to hear what you have to say. My name is T code and, um, next week will be another episode. I'm hoping I can continue this history or historical episodes to, to, to find out about the industry, but then that this is all I can take. Well, see you next week at If Then I'll See, Keep Voicing, and I'll then do something extra, share about your industry, and do something to make it better. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, leave a comment, and tell someone about it. Follow the podcast and everything DOs on all social media platforms. Thanks for listening, and see you on the next episode. This podcast is a coded voiceovers production.